Hello and welcome to Hearts in Harmony from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kroger Tenderay Beef, no other beef so fresh can be so tender, presents Hearts in Harmony, transcribed. Friends, maybe you've noticed your family getting a little restless at the dinner table these last few days. Maybe you've caught that when's it coming gleam in their eyes. Well, you can bet they're all looking forward to the holidays, because holidays mean feasts of wonderful poultry, cooked as only you can cook a duck, goose, chicken, or turkey. And the wise woman knows that she can depend on Kroger's poultry to do justice to her cooking. Yes, those Kroger birds are the best birds in town. The plumpest, tenderest, juiciest, best-cooking birds you ever enjoyed. And chock-full of country-fresh flavor. No, ma'am, nothing run-of-the-mind about Kroger's poultry. It's all specially selected for folks like you who demand the very best. For instance, look at those famous four-point blue-ribbon turkeys you'll say you never saw anything so plump and full of fine-flavored meat. It melts in your mouth. It's positively delicious and juicy and sweet. That's because these remarkable four-point blue-ribbon turkeys are, one, raised in the best turkey-growing areas by experienced turkey farmers. Two, scientifically fed to make them plump and juicy. Three, expertly dressed with all the care you'd take yourself. And four, the ones that reach your Kroger store are specially chosen to please exacting people like you. Just try one and see. But remember, only your Kroger store has genuine four-point blue-ribbon turkeys. Order one now. And now, hearts in harmony. Freddie Lang seems to have formed more than a casual friendship with the wealthy young Madeline Dodge. And there's a hint that he will perhaps use his newfound association to embarrass Penny Gibbs. Freddy, however, had not said anything to Penny about knowing Miss Dodge. And so the next morning at breakfast, Penny says to her brother, Pat... Pat, hmm? has Freddy ever said anything to you about knowing Madeline Dodge? <laughs> you kidding, Penny? Why would he say anything like that? Because he does know her. Hey, wait a minute, sis. Don't let your dreams get too realistic. Oh, no, it's nothing I dreamt, darling. Johnny Keith and I saw Freddie driving down the street with Madeline just last night. What was Freddie doing? Wearing a chauffeur's uniform? He was driving all right. An expensive convertible coupe. And he didn't act as if he were chauffeuring for her. He slowed down and shouted some rather disparaging remark to me. Huh? No, was... well, it wasn't really bad. Just something about my walking because I couldn't afford a car or something. What? Well, just whose car does he think he's been driving around here if it isn't yours? Pat, he didn't mean it literally. It was just his way of saying, look at the swanky car I'm driving tonight. Hey, I think that's kind of cute. Freddie's trying to make you jealous. It is not cute. In the first place, it won't make me jealous. And in the second place, if Freddie gets too <laughs> deeply involved with Madeline Dodge's kind, it can lead to serious trouble. It can? How? Well, you know what can happen when a poor person begins to mix with wealthy people. One of two things usually happens. 
finds out someday that his rich friends aren't really his friends at all, but are trying to get rid of him, or he begins to borrow money to keep up with his rich friends. And heavy debts are item number one in the beginning of the end department. Oh, look, Penny, Madeline Dodge and her crowd won't put up with Freddy long enough either to hurt him or run him into debt. Oh, don't be too sure about that. People like Madeline Dodge don't care for other people's feelings. And don't forget that Freddie Lang has rather winning ways. Madeline Dodge just might think that Freddie's quite charming. Well, the kid does have a line. Oh, and his background would be more than casually interesting to people like the Dodges. Pat, I think I'd better have a talk with Freddie, even if he does tell me to mind my own business. I don't want Freddie in trouble again. He's had enough already to last him a lifetime. Is he awake yet? Oh, he was getting up when I came down to breakfast. This may be him now. You want me to beat it? No, finish your breakfast. Well, one more cup of coffee. <laughs> you give me your cup and I'll get it oh, for you. Right. Oh. You're not at the bank yet? Oh, just leaving in one more cup of coffee, Suzanne. I see. I thought you'd be gone long before this. Good morning, Benny. Good morning, Suzanne. You sleep well? You know I didn't. I'm sorry. The coffee? If you can spare it. Oh, Suzanne, why don't you stop acting like a hurt child? Why don't you stop criticizing me for everything I say and do? I'm not trying to criticize you, Suzanne. Suzanne, here's your coffee. I can pour my own thing. I've already poured it for you. Come on, take it. Very well. Here, Pat, I'll pour yours if you give me a cup. Uh, uh, no, thanks, sis. I don't oh, think I'll... now that I'm at the table, you don't care to stay. Oh, I I'm sorry, Suzanne. I didn't mean it that way. You could not have meant it any other way. Believe me, Suzanne, it was a stupid thing to say, and I'm sorry. I'll have more coffee, Penny. Oh, don't force it on him, Penny. I'm sure he'll not enjoy it with me at the table. Oh. Perhaps both of you would like me to eat my meals in the kitchen from oh, now Suzanne, on. Oh, Suzanne, please don't take everything the wrong way. Pat just changed his mind about wanting more coffee. In fact, I just talked him into it when you came in. I'm not surprised that you take his part against me. You're all together against me, aren't you? Suzanne, I don't want to hear you say that again. That's pure nonsense. I'll say anything I wish. Well, I won't listen to just anything. Excuse me. Sure, sis. Sorry, Suzanne, but I don't like scenes for breakfast. I don't intend to have one. Oh, I'm sorry, sis. If I'm being rude, I apologize to both of you. Well, that's the last time your sister's going to walk out on me. She walked out only so she wouldn't have a fight with you, Suzanne. She doesn't have anything against you. Oh, no, your beloved sister can do no wrong. Did I say anything to force her to leave the table? Did I? Pat Gibbs, when I ask you a question, I expect you to give me an answer. Did I force your sister to leave the table? You're not going to like the answer, Suzanne. It will not be the first thing I've not liked. Did I force your sister to leave? Yes, you did. Hey, hey, that's no way to treat a saucer. Now, why did you smash it like that? Because I wanted to smash it. Okay. Guess that's a good enough reason. You feel better? I don't like your sarcasm. You mean you don't like me? I despise you. Well, that's making it plain enough, isn't it? I hope you didn't mean it, though. I meant it. You mean it for right now, huh? This afternoon, you'll feel differently. This afternoon, this evening, tomorrow, the next day, and the day after that, I'll feel the same as I do now. And what I feel for you, I feel for your sister Penny and all your friends and their friends. And nothing you can do or say will ever change me. I still hope you're kidding, Suzanne, or, or in just a mood. A mood, you call it, do you? Why don't you come right out and tell me what you've been telling everyone else in town? That you think I'm insane. 
Maybe because I know you're not insane, Suzanne. You're just a little mixed up or misled or, or misinformed or something. And what do you mean by that, or something? I mean I don't know what the trouble is, and I never will unless you'll tell me. I won't waste my breath. Now go to the bank, will you, and don't come home until you have to. I've seen enough of you this morning. Okay. So long. I hope you feel better. And kiss the baby for me when she wakes up, will you? Oh. Then you think it's still all right if I touch my own child? Oh, Suzanne, Go don't on, be get like... get out of here. I don't want to talk anymore. And maybe I don't either. All right, then. Leave me alone. Hi there, Mr. G. Uh, uh, good morning, Freddy. Hey, what's the matter there, fella? You look like a pool of muddy water. Oh, it's nothing. Oh, say, you seem full of pep for a guy who got into 2 o'clock this morning. Oh, I'm still young. I can take it. It's you old guys that need all the sleep. <laughs> yeah, we sure do. Well, say, if you don't mind, I'd suggest having your breakfast in the kitchen. Suzanne is in the dining room, and... And she's not in too good a mood. Oh, yeah? Well, okay. Thanks for the tip. I'll do that. Hey, uh, maybe that's why you look like an ugly old growl, huh? Well, it isn't fun to be on outs with your wife. But you won't know about that till you're married, Freddie. Me? <laughs> nah, nah. I'm going to be the boss in my family. <laughs> Spoken like a true bachelor. If you feel that way, you'd better stay one, Freddie. There shouldn't be a boss in any family. Marriage is a corporation, uh, an agreement of mutual... Oh, oh. Well, uh, well, what's the joke? Oh, I'm the joke, Freddy. Here I am, not even on speaking terms with my wife, and I give you a lecture on how to have a perfect marriage. <laughs> Go on in the kitchen and have your breakfast. I've got to get to work. Well, okay. I'll see you later, huh? Yeah, a lot later. Bye. So long. Hey there. Morning, Gibbsy. Oh, good morning, Chris. Mr. G says that I better grab my grub here in the kitchen. It seems that Mrs. G is playing wild Indian this morning, Oh, huh? she's just a little out of sorts. Sit down, I'll fix you something. The dishes can wait. Oh, no, Gibbsy. Go ahead, finish them up. I ain't too hungry. I had a big feed at about 1.30 this morning out at Mike's place. Freddie, what were you doing out, out there at that terrible place? Oh, no, that ain't too bad of a joint, Gibbsy. That is, if you go there with the right kind of people, it ain't. Hey, uh, guess who I went there with last night? I think I know. Do you? Me? Well, sure I know. Well, me and her is pals, but she gave me a balling out for yelling at you and that Keith guy on the street last night. I'm sorry about that, Gypsy. Didn't make any difference, Freddie. I hardly heard it. Ha-ha, <laughs> you kidding? Listen, I couldn't have yelled it any louder than I did. Did you see the dame that was with me? Yes, I did. She's very pretty. Yeah, you bet she is. She's got looks and class. And money. Well, the money don't face me none, Kibsey. Just as long as she keeps her looks in her class and she keeps on liking me, she can keep her dough, too. Um, you know who she is, don't you? Mm-hmm. Suppose you tell me who she is. Why? I just wonder if she gave you a right name. Well, sure she gave me a right name. She's Madeline Dodge, the rich dame that lives out at Glen Cove. Well, then she hasn't been trying to play a game with you. Well, why would she do that to me? First, tell me something, Freddie. How did you meet her? Hmm, just by accident. You, you remember the night I stormed out of here? I, I bumped into her then. 
She couldn't get her car started, so I got it started for her and drove her on home and made a date with her. Last night we had a date, and tomorrow night we're going to have another date. Where are you getting all the money to take out the wealthy Miss Dodge? I ain't getting it from her, Gibbsy. Her dough's no good for me. Last night I shot a week's savings on her up at Mike's place, and tonight, just because I'm broke, we're going out for a ride in the car. Hey, yeah. Uh, ain't you asking me an awful lot of stuff that ain't none of your business, Gibbsy? Yes, I am, Freddie. I'm sorry. I'm just afraid that if you keep seeing Miss Dodge, one of these days you're going to find out that she and her wealthy friends are just laughing at you. Hey, wait a minute, Gibbsy. Just because you ain't got the looks that she has or the dough, don't go making no cracks like that. Oh, no, Freddie, please, I didn't mean to. And before we go any further, let's get this straight, too. I wasn't good enough for you before, but I'm good enough for Madeline. And maybe, Gibbsy, we're going to find out that you won't be good enough for me. So, Freddie's association with Madeline Dodge has already turned him against Penny Gibbs. And Penny is the only person in the world who was willing to help Freddie when he so desperately needed help. What effect will this have on Penny in the weeks to come? Be sure to listen to the next dramatic episode of Hearts in Harmony. What do you look for in poultry, madam? Do you like firm, sweet-flavored, tender meat? Do you like juiciness? You go for that hard-to-describe but easy-to-taste country-fresh flavor. Do you prefer a bird that's plump with clean, crisp skin with plenty of breast and fat legs and wings? Well, that's the sort of poultry you get at your Kroger store, the best birds in town. You see, Kroger's poultry is specially chosen to please hard-to-please people like you. And that's why it comes out of your oven tasting better, more flavorful, tenderer, juicier, for instance, those aristocrats of the poultry kingdom, four-point blue-ribbon turkeys. Now, these birds are better, four ways better. They're raised in the finest turkey-raising areas by master turkey growers. Then they're scientifically fed, actually coddled, to make them plumper and more tender. Next, they're dressed expertly, as carefully as you would dress a prize bird. And the ones that finally reach your Kroger store are specially selected for folks like you. Why don't you order a famous four-point blue-ribbon turkey at your Kroger store now? Now your local announcer. <laughs>